You're listening to the Joy Habit Podcast, Episode 3. Hey, this podcast is all about real ideas on how your nutrition, exercise, stress management, and self-love are all foundations to your mental health and happiness. I'm Allie, a certified nutrition coach, and I'll be chatting each week with my good friend, Lindy, a licensed clinical social worker. Together, we've helped many clients reach their health goals and find emotional stability. It's possible to not only feel happy, but joyful inside and out. Here, we will discuss how to make joy a habit. So let's get started. Hey, everyone. It's Allie here. I'm flying solo today. Uh, Lindy and I discussed this topic and I'm just going to teach you a few things and then I'll bring her in at the end to get her perspective. So today I'm going to talk about where you can start with your nutrition and how the basics about eating well. Um, I first want to talk about um, my cute husband. His name is Steve. We've been married for oh gosh 13 years almost. Um, He's a wonderful man. He's a financial planner And um, I'm so thankful that he takes the finances in our marriage because I get overwhelmed opening a doctor's statement. So I appreciate that about him. Um, He keeps us on track financially. We we both are very disciplined people with our finances. We want to make sure that we have enough money to travel and to own our own comfortable home. Um, we plan for the future so we can retire comfortably. We are, we limit what we spend on frivolous things and we have regular conversations about spending and saving. So we're on the same page. We still live our life and we go out on dates and have fun. We know we can buy anything we want, but we can't buy everything. So I've noticed over the past few years that there is a big similarity between our two professions. Nutrition is very similar to financial planning and budgeting. So today I want to compare the two for you, um, financial finances and nutrition, the beginnings of nutrition. And hopefully you can gain a better understanding of, of where you may want to start with your own nutrition. You may not remember that you had to start with the very basics with learning about money. I know I've listened to my little kids as they've learned little songs in kindergarten and first grade about what a penny is and a nickel and dime. Um, And I don't remember learning those things, but I know that I had to back in the day, and I'm sure you did too. And you've also had lots of practice over the years with earning and spending money. It wasn't something that came naturally to you, believe it or not. It's something that we all had to learn. The same is true with nutrition. You've learned a lot about food um, throughout your life. You you know what a banana is. You know what broccoli is. You know you have specific preferences. But let's talk about ways that um, that we can go back to the beginning. Things that may benefit you with the basics of nutrition and setting goals to eat more mindfully and intentionally and gain a better understanding of energy balance and foods. Today, I want to go over five different topics comparing finances and nutrition. They include, number one, names of um, monies and foods. Number two is the value. Number three is earning. Number four is budgeting. And finally, number five is investing. So first of all, let's talk about the names. Like I said, you know what pennies, nickels, dimes, quarters, and dollars are. So um, if you were were to teach your small child about money, where would you start? You'd start with showing them 
a statement of your time account, right? <laughs> Probably not. My kids learned, like I said, they learned a cute little song in elementary about the pennies, nickels, and dimes, and quarters. And I wish I could sing it for you, but I actually don't know it. And that would be pretty scary. So, and then they, they learned about how all those um, coins add up to a dollar. We start with the names of different monies and, and what they look like. You had to know what a penny looked like and to be able to differentiate them. When I'm talking about learning the names of foods, I'm not talking about teaching you what a banana or an avocado is. I'm, I'm talking even more basic, like what is a calorie? What are proteins, carbs, and fats? These are important things to know. I know you've heard those words, but let's, let's just talk about what they are specifically for a minute. A calorie is a unit of energy. If we get really technical, a calorie is the amount of energy it takes to heat one kilogram of water from zero to one degree Celsius. <laughs> okay, I probably lost you there. But I just want you to know that, you know, if you, went, if you went into a laboratory and burned an apple, it would release a certain amount of heat. And that's how they, they declare how many calories is in an apple. It was adopted by the U.S. in connection uh, with nutrition in the 19th century. The USDA started assigning calorie amounts to foods and people started becoming more interested in weight management. People started doing studies and releasing books and the public became more interested in them. So each food is assigned a calorie amount. For example, a small apple is worth 100 calories. Some people like to get very technical and say that calories are all calculated wrong and, and we shouldn't pay attention to them, but I do believe that they, uh, the calorie amounts of foods are very useful. So um, let's simplify things for a minute. Your body is like a gas tank and it's actually a unique tank just to you. Not everyone's tank is the same. Your body needs a certain amount of energy or calories to keep all of its systems running every day. Even if you were to lay in bed and not move, you would need a certain amount of calories to keep your systems, your brain functioning, your heart pumping, um, regrowing bones and muscles and um, things like that. Then you need an additional amount of calories to compensate for energy used during your daily movement and exercise. And there's things, other things that, um, technical things that you need calories for, but we won't go into those today. That just, um, just know that you need to keep your systems running, your daily movement and exercise. We need calories to survive. Okay. We, they're not bad. <laughs> I think we talk about Oh, how many calories is in that? Let's, let's eat low calorie. Calories are good. They're, it's the fuel, the energy that you need. Moving on to more specific types, specific types of nutrition monies, okay? Your body needs three types of macronutrients. Macro means large. These three nutrients are needed in large quantities every day. There's only three of them, like I said. There are the macronutrients include proteins, carbohydrates, and fats. We're going to keep things very simple today. Proteins are building blocks that each and every cell in your body needs. Your body replenishes, rebuilds um, all your cells. You're like a whole new human being. I think I read like every two years or something. Every few years, you are a completely new being with new cells. You're constantly rebuilding. Um, both carbs and fats are used for energy. Carbs are quick are like a quick access to energy. Your body can use them quickly. And fat is a good way to store energy for later. They do a lot more than that, but that's what we're going to start with today with the basics. Okay. Moving on. So those are the names. Moving on to number two, the value. What could you buy with a penny? Probably not much anymore today. <laughs> what could you buy with a quarter? What could you buy with $5? Um, that's, that is equivalent to seeing what how many calories is in each food. So now that you know the names, 
of the foods. Let's move on to their value. I remember going to the local grocery store when I was little and being given a dime and choosing which penny candies I wanted. Does anyone else do this? Like you, those little sour patch watermelons and, and things like that. You could just go pick the penny candies. And it was good practice for me to see that things cost money. And I could pick any of those penny candies. I just couldn't have all of them. I had to pick and stay within the, the little budget that my mom gave me. The same is true with nutrition. The best way to learn the value of foods is to track them. I've used the free app, MyFitnessPal, for years. I love it. I'm just familiar with it. It has all my foods and meals saved in it. But I know there are so many apps out there and more coming every day that are wonderful. Um, a lot of people like lose it. Um, and like Fitbit, I don't, I don't know. I don't know all the ones because like, I'm kind of partial to MyFitnessPal and that's what I use with my clients. But, and, and I understand that it's time intensive to track everything you eat. It is. It takes time and commitment and it can be annoying. But it really is the best way I found to educate people about the calorie and macronutrient worth, quotes, worth of foods. The first time I ever tracked years ago, I remember I was in the habit of taking a handful of milk chocolate chips out of the bag multiple times throughout the day. It was kind of like my stress when I was a brand new stay-at-home mom. Um, and then I started tracking my food and I <laughs> put that little handful into my app and saw how many calories and sugar and carbohydrates it was. And I was floored. The little, the little handful of chocolate chips totally wasn't worth eating because it took away from the rest of my daily calories, my budget. And we'll talk more about this concept in the budgeting section, but I do think it's a very valuable thing to track your foods and see how many calories each food has. You'll be surprised. And then it kind of helps you um, decide what you want to eat the rest of the day. So furthermore, if you're tracking macronutrients, that's something that I do with my clients. I have them track um, a percentage, certain percentage of proteins, carbs, and fats. And you'll learn through tracking what types of foods are best to eat to meet your macro goals, um, which foods are high in protein and which foods are high in fats and carbs and low and whatever. It's, a, it's just a good way to just jump right in and be tracking what you're eating and learn over time. Okay, so number three, let's move on to earning. You need to earn money to spend money, right? You got to earn it. I mean, sometimes you're gifted money and, and some people are gifted better genes and metabolisms, right? Which is totally frustrating to people like me. <laughs> I just didn't, I wasn't gifted that. And, um, I know that some people aren't gifted with, um, financial security growing up, but that, you know, that's just the lock of the draw. So, um, there, there's nothing we can do about our genes, but we can control our lifestyle choices, which really accounts for about 80% of our wellness anyway. So this is where I love to do body composition scans for clients. Every body is different. Every person's calorie and energy needs are different. This is determined by how much fat and muscle you have. And you also need cal energy or calories to use this fuel for your daily movement and exercise. So something that I can calculate for clients, and it's very helpful. There's online calculators that you can do this to. Um, I can calculate your TDEE or your total daily energy expenditure is how many calories you would need to support your body at rest as well as all the energy burned through movement. So it's kind of like your maintenance calories. If you were to eat at your, your total daily energy expenditure calorie amount, that that should in theory, maintain your weight. So from there, we can talk about what your goals are. If you wanted to lose weight, we would 
set a calorie deficit. We take away from that TDEE, and that would be your goal calorie amount. To gain weight, which is hard for most people to to comprehend, but there are people that would like to gain weight, um, especially if you're into bodybuilding and you want to put more muscle on, then you would eat at a surplus. And then, like I mentioned, if you wanted to stay the same and just kind of um, tone up, then you would eat at your maintenance calorie level or your TDEE. So it's super helpful to know what your specific calorie needs are. Uh, my husband is a tall man. He's 6'4", and he has a big appetite. If I try to keep up with him at a meal, it's not going to be good for me. He's big, a bigger human being that requires more energy, more calories. His appetite is going to be naturally bigger than mine. So it's you can't really compare yourself to other people. Like I said, you are unique. What you're earning, your the money that you earn is different from other people. And you're going to have different um, caloric needs than someone else. So like I said, you can um, find out what your calorie amount um, estimate is through a coach, an online calculator. A lot of health tracking devices will do that for you. It's a really, really good thing to know. And then, like I said, ca- um, account for what your goals are. Okay, number four, let's go on to budgeting. What are you going to spend all that money you just earned on? <laughs> Decide what you're going to spend it on. And as you track, you'll quickly learn that you can eat anything, but you can't eat everything. I keep saying that, okay? So for a lot of people, the word budget is a swear word. (laughs) I know when people meet with my husband or they they say, what does your husband do? Do you think I can meet with him? He's probably going to put me on a budget. (laughs) I understand that. It's not fun to be on a budget. But if you have goals with your money or with your your nutrition, your your health, a budget is going to be the most powerful thing for you. We don't don't like to feel limited. I get that. We want to buy or eat whatever we want, but it's not... It's not fair to deny ourselves of anything, right? So I'm sure you could go buy whatever you want, lattes every morning. You could subscribe to every streaming service available and travel anywhere in the world. But someone's got to pay the bills, right? If you budget and plan, you can do any of those things. But for most people, you can't do them all. Same with nutrition budget. If you have the knowledge of how many calories your body needs, like we just talked about, and you track all your food, like we talked about earlier, to meet your calorie goals, then you can reach your weight goal and you can reach your health goals. Um, let's go back to my chocolate chip face that I talked about a minute ago. I could have eaten those chocolate chips. I could. I could have fit, in that, fit that into my calorie amount. But um, I, in fact, I could have eaten only chocolate chips all day. But if I'm sticking to an, an intentional budget, then I won't have enough calories in my budget to eat the delicious dinner that I made for my family. And I'll probably be hungry and I'm not unsatisfied because a diet of only chocolate chips isn't very fulfilling and it's not going to make me feel good. So I get to decide what my budget is. What am I, what am I going to spend my allotted calories and energy needs on? You know, how are you going to feel? It's up to you. It's unique to you. Okay, the last one, investing. Planning for the future. Just as you're saving and investing for your future professional retirement, You're investing in your current and future health by the types of foods you eat. This is where my husband's strength is in investing. He can make a personalized financial plan for people. Get this, based on their goals and dreams. He sits down with his clients when they do their initial planning and and throughout their, their meetings. And they talk about what type of lifestyle they want now and in the future. And they set up a financial plan to make sure they're getting there. And he keeps them on track. 
Um, if you want your, um, it's nice that someone watches out for, for their finances as well. Um, if you want to have your best chance at a healthy future with your body, you need to invest in yourself now. The things that you're eating now will affect you years from now. It matters. I know it, it doesn't seem like it does, but it does. Those things add up to chronic illnesses and diseases and just quality of life. So yes, calories will keep you alive. You could eat whatever you want. Um, you could eat chocolate chips. Um, yes, proteins, carbs, and fats will help you reach your physical goals. They will. They help, help you with your body composition. But if you want to do more than survive and have a certain body size or aesthetic look, you need to be choosing healthy foods. The best way to do that is to eat a rainbow of foods. And we can talk about more about that. And that's a whole nother subject. But if you're eating a rainbow of foods every day throughout the week, you'll be on track. Did you ever read that, that, um, little kid's book? It's called bread and jam for Francis. I can't think of who the author is right now. Anyway, it's one of my favorite books as a kid. And I still love to read it to my, my kids. My daughter loves it. So this little Francis in the book loves bread and jam. And that's all she wants to eat for every meal. And her wise mother started to give her bread and jam for every meal. And she sings these cute little songs. And she's, after a couple of days, she really misses eating a variety of foods like spaghetti and meatballs with her family. And she discovers she really likes bread and jam, but not for every meal. So some people like to eat the same thing every day. I like a variety. And your body's going to feel better because there's different nutrients and minerals and vitamins in different foods. And if you're just eating a variety every day, your body's going to need is going to get what it needs. So, listen to your body and eat a variety of foods to not only survive but thrive. Um, you can get those through whole food sources. You can survive you could survive on donuts and Mountain Dew, but you will not thrive. If you want to fulfill your potential and live your life to the fullest, please, please, please invest in healthy foods to fuel 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 your body now. Um, remember how we talked in a previous podcast about how your body is not your destination? It's the vehicle to your destination. So you put premium fuel in that vehicle, okay? Okay, let's bring Lindy in and see what she has to say on the subject. going it's going well good hey so we just talked about nutrition compared to finances like keeping a budget and investing in healthy foods and um, tracking what you eat and I wanted you to share with us your experience with tracking calories and macronutrients yeah, I think it definitely has changed over the years and my view of it has changed over the years as well. Um, but like you broke it down into understanding what a calorie is, protein, fats, carbohydrates. Um, when I started working with the nutritionist back in 2015, she broke it down so simple for me, which at the time is what I really needed. And that was so helpful, Ali. She broke it down into like, literally she gave me a... Uh, a chart and I ended up building an Excel sheet and it broke it down into how many servings of 
carbs should I have? How many servings of protein and how many servings of fats? And then she said vegetables unlimited. And she didn't introduce it to me as macronutrients or macro counting at the time. Mm-hmm. I was just tracking servings, but Allie, it was so helpful because then I looked at my day and I'm so visual. It's nice to have a chart that I could like mark off with a pencil. Like, okay, I had a serving of carbs. I, I remember one specific night I've been tracking all day. I was working full time at the time I came home and I was like, Hey, I still get three servings of carbohydrates. Hey, I can have pancakes for dinner and be so excited about it. Yeah. Uh, so I really liked that. And then later on, I learned about this concept of macro macro county. And I was like, Oh, that's what the nutritionist was having me do. And it just, it makes a lot of sense. It comes kind of intuitively to me and it helps me fight that all or nothing deprivation mentality that I struggle with. And I know lots of other people struggle with. Right. So it just kind of helps you know that you can eat anything, but not everything. That's what we've been talking about. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I love that. I would say the other thing, Allie, it helps me with because I have not been tracking my calories and my macronutrients probably over the last six months. I've been doing it off and on. Okay. Um, and how does that and, work and for you? Um, sometimes it goes well. Other times it doesn't go as well. Um, because obviously for all of us, when there's stress or different things going on in our life, that can definitely affect Um how we eat or how we feel in general and health issues contributing to weight gain. And there's some things that I've been trying to figure out over the last six months that have been affecting my diet, my sleep and, and, you know, my health, some health issues that we've been trying to address. But I will say, because now I understand the balance, even like Ali, I make protein smoothies all the time. And I find, I always make sure I have um, not only the protein, I always put spinach in spinach in it. Usually I'll put either some avocado or chia seeds or flax seeds, healthy fat. And if it's before my workout, I'll usually add a banana or some oats because I know that'll give me the healthy. So even though I'm not tracking every little thing, I now understand that I need to have a balance of those three. And I intuitively am trying to make sure I have all three of those in each of my meals or snacks. Yeah, I kind of, I like that you say that because I kind of do the same thing. I don't track every single day. I think it's similar to keeping a financial budget. Maybe you don't go into your spreadsheet every single day and enter everything you spend after you get really proficient and knowing what things cost and what foods are worth, then you can balance. And and I've learned, you know, I feel better if I can balance a meal with proteins, carbs, and fats. It's going to stabilize my blood sugar and keep me satisfied longer so I don't need to eat again in another in an hour. So, but then I found yeah. too, after, um, you know, after a certain amount of time, if I go back and track my day, it kind of sets me back on track because I do kind of start to veer off track and I kind of start to have more, you know, higher carbs and fats and um, if I can track every once in a while and kind of check in with my budget, then it can get me back on track. But I, yeah, that's a good point because people complain to me that it takes so much time and effort to track everything you eat and you don't have to do that for the rest of your life. It just teaches you for, you know, it's like trading wheels for a while to track what you're eating and you get to learn what proteins, carbs, and fats are and calories. And then you kind of can do more intuitively. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. And I think that intuition is really important. And I feel like that's something I've been trying to work on over the last six months. Um, and I at times have been successful and at times have failed. Um, because when you have struggled, Allie, with weight and nutrition or emotional eating for so long, like you almost lose that trust in yourself and in your own gut and your ability to like check yourself. Yes. And and I think it's so easy to get in the trap of, oh my gosh, I have to do this all the time in order to stay on track and lose sight of like what my body's telling me. And so that's what I've been trying to do. And honestly, the hard part of that is I've gained about 10 pounds, but I'm also realizing, you know, that's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yes. But you know, I've maintained, I've maintained a huge weight loss, but more importantly, I'm noticing how I eat affects my mood, my energy. Um, I'm noticing, especially since I'm changing the type of exercise I'm doing, I'm noticing I need more of those um, complex carbs because I'm doing more cardio and endurance type stuff. And so I'm, that's been a big thing for me the last six months is trying to let go of tracking everything and trying to trust my gut, but not be mad at myself when I'm yes. not perfect. So, but you could, I feel like you're kind of at a more intermediate level. And you, you probably wouldn't have had that much, yeah. as much success if you hadn't started at the beginning and learning the basics. So no, awesome. yeah, absolutely not. And the nutritionist just putting it down to the basics was so helpful. I love that. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing. Hi, this is Lindy from Mind and Strength. I'm excited to announce my first live group the Mindful Way to Weight Loss group. It's going to be launching on Monday, January 27th from 8 to 9 p.m. in Bountiful. The goal of the group is really to help you understand the mental blocks that get in our way to losing weight, to healthier lifestyle habits, and how we feel about ourselves and our body. So it's going to be integrating mental health topics along with physical fitness and some nutritional tips. So every week we'll have a mental health topic as well as a workout led by a physical fitness trainer. So if you're interested, come find out more about it. Ch check out my website, mymindmindstrength.com or contact me at lbarnard, B-A-R-N-A-R-D at mymindmystrength.com. Thanks. Hey guys, like what you're hearing or want to learn more or maybe get some coaching tips? Visit me, Allie, at my website, foodrebelcoaching.com or Lindy at hers, mymindmystrength.com. We'd love to hear from you.